0: De baixinho, de coração. Que,
1: okay, that was very. She sounds so X, excited to be oh. to be s- singing this to you. Um. She's singing the ABC song. Yeah, we uh, after
0: after deliberating for a solid half hour, what song to sing? I lost power we while song. we tried to yeah. decide. So that's where I settled in,
1: and that's it, guys. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: that's yeah. What you guys get today. Sorry about that.
1: Welcome to Susperia, a true crime podcast. I am Stephanie, and I'm Carol. Welcome, welcome. We're still alive. Can you can you believe that? We're still alive. Um, <laughs> streaming uh directly from mars today.
0: Mm-hmm. No,
1: just kidding. Y'all, first of all, I have a lot of announcements, so if you don't want to hear them, too bad cuz you're going to have to anyway. And we're going to do them first um, cuz they're important. Yeah. Well, thank you uh so so much for the feature on Harper's Bazaar's yep. website. Let me actually get the name of the person who wrote the article because I'm an idiot and I forgot
0: the name. That caught us, like, totally off guard. It was very surprising. And we really enjoyed that kind of surprise. So,
1: It was the biggest surprise (laughs) ever because, okay, I'll explain in one second. Okay. But, um... Thank you to Keely Wise for including us. Thank you so 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 much. It means the world to us that we were included on your true crime podcast list. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made us feel so so special. Um, thank you. I um, yeah, Thank you so
0: much.
1: Found out about it because someone else shared this article, <laughs> and I'm friends <laughs> with the person on Facebook, and I was like, Wait a minute! I I recognize that logo. That's us. So thank you. Um, And my second announcement is I am recording straight from my parents' house in Cape Cod. And my entire family is here. And my nephews are currently running outside (laughs) on the deck. So if you can hear any background noise, I sincerely apologize. I shut off the fan and I'm sweating my tits off (laughs) literally here right now because I didn't want any additional background noise so i apologize in advance uh welcome one and welcome all to the spiritual crime podcast as i said mm-hmm. uh we uh cover latin american um yes true crime true cases crime. Mm-hmm. if you're new here um or there's another announcement involving... that you forgot to make wait did i there's two wait, other me... announcements Wait, let me finish explaining okay. what we do. And then Sorry? you can you can tell me the announcements cuz I don't know and I will am making fun finish I'm sweating. I'm sweating out of nervousness <laughs> right now cuz I forgot. Something. <laughs> uh so uh we cover true crime cases from Latin America or involving Latin Americans. So yeah, if that sounds like something you would be down with, mm-hmm. get down with the swirl. Why wouldn't us. you be down
0: with it anyways, right?
1: Yeah, why wouldn't you? Exactly. So what were the other announcements that I forgot? Well,
0: announcement number one is our own Stephanie has graduated from college and is now in law school.
1: Oh, yeah. Get in that. Yeah, that happened. I forgot about that. <laughs> How? Yes, I'm yeah. in law school, so I barely have time for myself now. It's, mm-hmm. it's weird, it's different It's a new experience for me And I'll tell you more later as I go through it mm-hmm. And what's the second <laughs> announcement, Carol? <girl>? The <laughs> other announcement is that Again,
0: our very own Stephanie Now has a third podcast child With oh, our right? own oh, yeah, yes. Our very own third uh, Member of this podcast, Sam
1: Yes, we have a new podcast Called Comadres con Libros uh, Where it's not your crime we talk about books um we have one episode out and we should be having a second one out soon i'm not gonna say when but Mm -hmm. soon it's pretty good um basically we uh one of us reads a book and tells the story of the book to the other one Mm -hmm. yeah and Kara will be uh joining us soon yeah i invited
0: myself so that's (laughs) happening yeah there's no no way out of it so yeah there's that yeah so that's good (laughs) that was a good intro like that anyways welcome to this episode where we're gonna talk about a big case that people kind of fucking forgot about that it happened and it was with a famous person too but it's like forget that guy was murdered like how that happened you know because nobody ever talks about it no one covers it it kind of made it outside the united states but like whatever. So, yeah, today we're talking about the double murder of Glauco and how Villa's both.
1: I personally have never heard of this. So there's that. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm excited. You know
0: what's what's fucked? I knew who Glauco was. I didn't know he was murdered 10 years ago.
1: You know what's fucked, but not really (laughs) fucked? His last name is the same last name of the guy I had a crush on in Brazil who died (laughs) five years ago so there's that <laughs> yeah
0: so sources for today's episode are the investigação criminal special done in this case, that's basically ID right, I don't know if it's the same
1: I feel like it's sort of kind like ID, but I don't know it's, yeah Anyways. I guess
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh, also articles from Folha, Wall, and Wikipedia for names, dates, etc, very incomplete not helpful at all, but you know, still use oh, it a little bit.
1: So I gotta put it on the sources. Shocker. Wikipedia article for Suspiria <laughs> episode is incomplete. Shocker. <sighs>
0: <laughs> yes. So Glauco Villas-Boas was born in Jandaya do Sul on our beautiful southern state of Paraná on March 10th,
1: 1957.
0: Fices gang. I couldn't find a ton of information about his personal life, although he was a public person. Uh, but he was married married to a woman named Beatriz. He had a few kids, one of them being Hauni Villas Boas, who was 25 and a college student. Although he died too, there was not much about like out there about him. Mm-hmm. Outside from that, and that he was Glauco's son. So Glauco lived with his family in Osasco on the wonderful shiny state of Sao Paulo. And Osasco is pretty big and it's not far away from like the whole metropolis from like the whole metropolis Sao Paulo area city thing but the setting here for this crime it's more isolated like it's it's very isolated in the like kind of jungly parts of the city the Villas Boas family lived in a country house essentially in the middle of the rainforest so it's weird to have a country house in the middle of the city but that happens that exists uh, yeah. Now, Villas Boas is a heavy name when it comes to Brazilian society and history. It's like one of those like classic names that people have. And uh, Glauco is related to some of Brazil's most famous explorers, Orlando, Leonardo, and Claudio Villas-Boas. And he is actually related to them. Uh, long story short, these guys led, like, governmental expeditions into the countryside in the 40s and were instrumental when it comes to protecting our indigenous population at a time that when the government was like, who cares, pave it all down, make the minions work for us. That was the sentiment, and uh, Villas-Boas uh, cared about indigenous people, which is actually refreshing and nice.
1: It is. It is refreshing and nice. And you know what's mm-hmm. funny? Not to make this about <laughs> me. I uh, had to read a case for one of my classes today uh, about uh, Native Americans uh, mm-hmm. and how basically white people treated Native Americans and tribal laws as if they were nothing. <laughs> so, Yeah fun times it is fun Fun to have people who actually care about indigenous populations because they're still so so like oppressed and like i feel like they're not talked about enough
0: no yeah the villas brothers they defended indigenous values cultures and even say that society has a lot to learn from indigenous peoples uh before so therefore they should be protected at all costs like, the organizations we have today protecting people, uh, it's basically because of them. They shifted the nation's uh, sentiment towards indigenous people. So that was inter- interesting information that I wanted to include on this podcast, even though it has nothing to do with the murder. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, and also, more, more, I keep hitting my, my, my hand on the microphone. Also, more stuff for you guys to know about. Uh, if you don't know anything about Brazilian history and stuff, then the name still kind of sounds similar to you. It's because you probably know about Antonio Villas-Boas, who might have probably have been abducted abducted by aliens in October of 57. That story is pretty well known, like, outside of the country. Although we don't really, like, are able to establish a great familial relationship of Antonio Villas-Boas and Glauco Villas-Boas, the subject of this episode. But that happened. Abdu- abduction and the same name, etc. Right?
1: Yeah. Um, so it is also pretty fair to mention that Glauco was famous. He was a successful artist, cartoonist, and provided comic strips for one of our biggest new pa- newspapers, Folha de São Paulo. Wait, I think I know him now. <laughs> Hang on, let me show you. Let me show you a picture of his work. Like as soon as I met him, you it, I was
0: like, I. I have read this. I know this. Hang on. Now I no, you
1: know. You know what? I know. I know who he is.
0: Glauc is the guy that draws like this. I can see it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly what. Okay, so I know. <laughs> I know his artwork. I don't yeah. like. I couldn't put an, a a face to the name, but I know yeah, the but artwork.
0: It, yeah, and I'll tell you who he looks like. He looks like Rafael Portugal. You know the actor. Yeah, yeah, just like that. But you know, I didn't know he was murdered.
1: Yeah, I had no idea either. Yeah.
0: That's wild. Yeah, so totally. his
1: work was very political, but very relatable and funny. One of his colleagues, Gallardo, says that Glauco had the gift of being able to repeat the same joke 10,000 times and still be hilarious the 10,000 times. Another colleague said that he was able to knock on the readers' heads. Aside from the newspaper strips, he also had done comi- comic books and developed several characters that were beloved by the public, like... Geraldo, oh Giraldo. <laughs> and the kid of the kid version of that Jim Glauco could do both the political, dirty, and raunchy comics for the adult public, and also more mellow material for kids. So even though the first thing that pops up when you Google him is tits and like penises, a good portion of his work is kid fr- kid friendly. He even was part of the creative team of TV Coloso, which Y'all, Tivicoloso <laughs> is a classic. It's basically a bunch of it is. people dressed up as dogs. Yeah. And they had like a little TV show where it they play very, very big. It was very, very big. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Much of his art is shaped by his own experiences in Sao Paulo in the 80s. And that's exactly the aesthetic that his artwork has. He draws characters that engage with each other while doing a billion other things. They have three or four hands all holding different things. They're drinking, smoking, running, and taking a shower while sh- chatting about their day. It's Sao Paulo because Sao yeah. Paulo is a, a lot of, like reminiscent of New York. Mm-hmm. It's the Latin American equivalent of New York. It's busy, mm-hmm. busy, 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 busy all the time, never stops.
0: And so he didn't like that. That's why he lives like outside of the city in the yeah. like, country house essentially.
1: Which a lot of uh, people do, like, in big cities in Brazil. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, he's to this day considered part of the holy trinity of Brazilian cartoonists together with Laetitia and Angeli. The three were best friends. Oh, Mm Angeli. The three were best friends.
0: Which makes me kind of sad because they're all really close and they're close for, like, years and years and years, right? And then Laetitia transitioned, right? And it makes me sad that uh, Glauco never, like, lived... To actually know a Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: So that's fucked. Yeah, that's true. hmm. So, one last bit of trivia. Uh, <laughs> Glauco was a virgin until he was 30 something years old when he got married, but he had two sex dolls who show up in a few comics, by the way. The first one was Sonia Braga, and the second was Sharon Stone. Both of them are famous artists, uh, <laughs> actors. Isn't that funny that
0: I can't find anything about Glauco anywhere? And I know that his sex dolls are named Sonia Braga and Sharon Stone. (laughs) Like, isn't that hilarious? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. So another thing about Glauco is that he was a very, very spiritual person. He was a daimista, meaning that he was a believer of Santo Daimi. He was so into it that he founded his own chapter of the religion and named it the uh, Igreja do de Maria. But what is Santo Daime? That's all you guys are asking in your heads right now because I didn't know before this.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that
0: is. (laughs) So let's all pretend that we just kind of know and I'll explain it just for the ones that don't know in the back, okay? Uh, I didn't find like English translations for the terminology because it's one of those religions that's like 100% Brazilian. But um, in English, it's still referred to with that name, Santo Daime. Or it's simply called the religion of the forest.
1: It's an That's Amazon thing.
0: <laughs> no, Hang on. It's an Amazon thing. 100% Brazilian, even though uh, Glaucus is not like anywhere close to the Amazon. But anyways, Daimistas, the they worship Christian, indigenous, and African deities. Focusing on self improvement, empowerment, and connectiveness with nature through the ritual use of ayahuasca. What is ayahuasca? What is ayahuasca, you ask? Ayahuasca tea is a yummy, yummy, psychoactive beverage that has been used by indigenous peoples for a long, 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 long time for religious and medicinal purposes. And because of the effect ayahuasca has on people, many religions use it for sacred purposes, not just Native American uh, or Native. Brazilian um religions't know. Native Americans uh here in the United States still use ayahuasca um yeah the daimistas specifically believe that they get connected with God with the gods that live within themselves and to higher spiritual plans through the consumption of the tea so that's what they believe in and hmm. you don't have to, yeah anyways also important to mention here that the use of ayahuasca for religious purposes is legal in Brazil so it's not like He's high on drugs, you know, it's not that. And um, still kind of legal in the United States. So just so you know. And uh also a very important detail to have in mind here, especially when you see pictures of this case uh, that we'll be posting on Instagram, <laughs> is that uh Glauco was, number one, not part of a cult. Number two, he was not a cult leader. Diamestis uh, are an actual religion and they're not... I mean, it's not like they're taking drugs in a way like a Californian commune would take drugs in the 60s, you know. Uh, it's not like these guys are like drinking the tea like they would like sip one in a party, you know. It's something that is very ritualistic. It's something that like it takes hours. Like it, it doesn't happen every day. It only happens very select days of a year. But it's something that they do. They
1: drink the Santo Suntodami, which is amazing. Good for them, honestly. As far as, like, Latin American religions go, this is actually not bad. I'm actually, like, digging this. I know, And also, if you can hear a child wailing, (laughs) let me reassure you that this is called a tamper tantrum. And this is why, listeners, you need to remember to take birth control. (laughs) You're welcome. So, one of the people that came and went from the church was Carlos Eduardo's Sunfeld Nunes, aka Kadu, who joined the church in 2008 while seeking a cure for his drug problem. He was from a high middle class, he was from an upper middle class family, and we all, and all we could gather is that he was a college student, although it seems like he had dropped out of university for a few, like a few times. He was about the same age as Haoni, and the two of them kind of knew each other, but like barely. Also, the church was huge, 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 and would hold hundreds of people at once, so chances are the villas family had no clue who this person actually was. He went to the church a few times, like many other people, and took ayahuasca like everyone else. Cadu, uh suffered from schizophrenia. He knew about it, so it's not like it wasn't diagnosed or something like that. Um, he had a family history of schizophrenia since his mom also had it. And the fact is, ayahuasca and mental illnesses are a bad combo. Bad, 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 bad combo. And listeners, this is where the story kind of takes a turn because it all happens really, really, really fast. We're just relaying information. Kaduta wasn't doing well. The consensus is that the tea kind of took him to places in his brain that weren't really great. Um, he started having some revelations, allegedly, under the influence of Ayahuasca. He allegedly, was, his brother, was the reincarnation of the man, Jesus Christ himself. I love that it's not like, I am Jesus. It's my
0: brother's Jesus. And that means I'm very impartial and this information is true.
1: Yes, I, I might be related to Jesus. Mm-hmm. and um, it's he,
0: like, I don't know. He went to church like two times. And all of a sudden, he's Jesus. I mean, his brother's Jesus.
1: Listen, sometimes it just comes to you. It comes to you real quick. Yeah. Especially when you're under the influence <laughs> of psychedelics. Yeah, and it's not um, like
0: uh, the, the tea, just to be clear here. Like, it's not, I mean, I haven't taken it ever myself. I wouldn't because, you know, we learn with the story about mental illness and ayahuasca. I don't think I can take it. <laughs> but yeah Yeah. <laughs> anyways uh like it's not like you hallucinate my research says it's not like you see gnomes and shit it's not like LSD or mushrooms it just people say they can't really describe what it feels like but it feels almost like a buzz you know
1: maybe it's like smoking weed
0: yeah maybe they say they feel higher they feel like more godly Like, they feel hmm, happy and, like, light and that they're, like, you know, wow, the world is beautiful. Basically that. It's not, like, you know, a bad trip or something. Like, this guy literally just had mental illness and they, say don't take it. So, that's
1: it. Yeah. So, he told some people at the church about his little Jesus revelation. And people didn't really give a rat's ass. They are like, okay, dude, cool story, bro um and he was kind of upset about their reaction mm-hmm. that's not good yeah obviously
0: obviously the next step on this chain of events it's like obviously to arrange for his revelations to be accepted by the world and for that he needed an authority figure from the church to kind of back him up so obviously right obviously He goes to a nearby favela and buys a gun, an illegal weapon, with a shit ton of ammo to go with it.
1: Oh, that is great. That is fantastic. Uh
0: And fulfilling his great plan, he
1: loads the gun and goes to Glaucus. Because that's what you do. That's what you do, obviously. That is the natural course of action. always. Always.
0: So he calls a friend of sorts and invites him for a night out and he wasn't like a super close friend of his cadus, right but uh he was like up for a night of weed and drinks so like of course i'll hang out with this guy you know he picked cadu up on his car and drove them to the country house to Glaucus' country house but obviously he wasn't going there out of his own tuition like half the time he was being threatened by the gun uh when he got there Glauco's daughter was like coming in right behind them very unlucky and Kadu got out threatened her and that's how he gained access to the property because it wasn't just like a walk up you know just walk in the country house Even though it was like a church and the church was not in the house like you know it was you kind of needed the key to you know unlock the door and anyways he got in the house because of the daughter that was coming in right behind him. And uh, when he got inside the house, he made her yell out for her mom, making her say that she wasn't feeling well. So her mom came on hunt- running, and quickly uh, he was threatening the whole family with the gun, including Glauco. Yeah. And that's exactly the moment that when he presents Glauco with the whole revelation
1: that he was a prophet and my brother's Jesus. And obviously, this guy is under duress. His entire family is being threatened. So obviously, he's <laughs> definitely giving a lot of credibility to this Jesus story. Oh, yeah.
0: And Kadu, he noticed it because he wasn't stupid. And that made him so much more pissed off. Yeah, he was kind of mad from the get go, but he was like calling Glaucon and everyone else, like, Bad names and stuff and it was a very, very tense situation. but when he notices that he's not getting anywhere, he punches Glauku and when the wife Beatriz, uh gets closer closer to them to try to like you know save glauco or something, uh he Kadu hits her on the forehead with the gun.
1: Wow mm-hmm. so to try to de-escalate the situation, the family decides to try and give him what he wants. They say that they accept his revelations so kadu presents them with the next step glauco as a religious authority needs to come with him to his mom's house to tell her and his brother uh, abro- about the revelation they get out of the house and get in the car just as haoni comes home from school with his girlfriend and a friend as soon as haoni realizes that something's off the situation escalates again kadu shoots Shoots at Glauco. Haoni throws himself at the shooter, trying to take the gun away from him. Haoni is shot. Glauco is wounded, but tries to disarm Kadu nonetheless. More shots. Haoni and Glauco are shot four times each. And unfortunately, Haoni dies first. Mm -hmm. And I say unfortunately because Glauco was alive. And to witness your child dying
0: mm-hmm
1: and like this entire situation is unfortunate mm-hmm. but can you imagine this as he is too dying he sees that yeah. his son is dying
0: it's not 100 percent clear to me like if they died like right away but i don't think so i think they were like on the scene a little bit and i don't know they might have died on the way to the hospital but it wasn't clear but they managed to be taken to the hospital but they arrived at the hospital dead but i don't know what that means like they yeah, yeah, I don't know if yeah. they like lost consciousness and were and saw everything happening. So that's really sad. And it happens in, like imagine a normal fucking night and this cr- crazy, crazy person. I'm sorry, I'm saying crazy person, right? But he just pops up, I'm my brother's Jesus, and then like all your life changes. It's kind yeah. of unbelievable. Yeah.
1: It's like a it, it's it just shows you how vulnerable. Life really yeah, is it can change because so I bet you they never paid any attention to this dude and like all so of a they sudden didn't know who this guy was exactly and then all of a sudden he literally holds his, their lives mm-hmm. in his hands. Mm-hmm. so Kadu runs away from the country house as fast as possible and disappears into the woods where he plays Tarzan for days. He's just like mowgli <laughs> um the jungle boy. <sighs> Saturday he calls Beatriz Glauco's wife she picks up and he says hey this is Cadu she gets pissed obviously and he hangs up right away through the cell phone records the investigators figure out that he's in the woods but it's kind of hard to come through the area it's a delicate situation but because it's also like a residential area it's a wooded area but mm-hmm. also a residential mm-hmm. area and
0: just imagining uh, that this guy could just pop at anyone's house. is just so scary.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it is scary. Yeah, And I wonder if they warned the people in that neighborhood. Dude, they probably were shitting themselves for like so long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, you know what? I feel like they wouldn't warn people in that neighborhood mm-hmm. because they're probably rich. And they you never want to upset the rich oh, yeah. people.
0: Oh, yeah. But I mean, the rich people were probably already upset because one of theirs got killed. Like, if I think, if you're, if any community they live in, if your neighbor gets murdered, that's already kind of shakes you up a little bit, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what's interesting, listeners? (laughs) Uh, Little Tarzan with his coconut phone called the fucking police while he was in the woods. But they thought it was a prank call, he he so the they're like, "Nah." Confessed. They're like, "Nah, I don't think so." <sighs> so obviously, in the
0: meantime, the media goes absolutely bananas over this case. First, because it was such a renowned artist, and he worked in the media. He worked in the newspaper. Like, remember. But also because, like, no one knew what happened. Now we know because we just told you all that. But at the time, it was very, very unclear. On those first couple of days, while it was still all really, while it was still all fresh, all sorts of stories were made up to try to make sense of something that was so illogical. And the story was the story that was shared most commonly, uh, and the story that you still find in a lot of places. A lot of people still repeat that information as if it was right, although it isn't. Uh, Most likely came from the family um, and was kind of repeated and shared by the family lawyer. So not an untrustworthy person, right? Who he alleged that two armed men, two armed men uh, broke in the house and apparently both super high, not speaking any sense. And the murders were either an attempted kidnapping or robbery gone wrong someone trying to steal something and just kill them this story kind of has elements of truth probably made out of like nuggets of information that the family like spoke on this like first day or two but not true you know like it it was kind of two people because that was a driver right and the guy wasn't speaking much sense because he was talking about jesus and stuff but he wasn't high. No one knew what was happening. They only knew that when they arrested the guy. No spoilers. So after Cadu's on the forest for like two whole days and no one has come to arrest him. Because remember, he called the police and no one came. He decides he is invincible, obviously, but he needs to relocate nonetheless. He walks out bound to where? Paraguay. Yeah, it's going to go to Paraguay. I'm fine. Of course. Yeah, what else, right? Invisible man. He gets in a bus back to the city. And as soon as he gets out of the bus, he steals a car and starts his marvelous journey to Paraguay. And what's funny, hilarious, is that he makes it to Foz do Iguaçu, also known as the border. He makes it there.
1: (sighs) Meaning he drove almost like 20 hours and nothing happened. This (laughs) shows you the efficiency of... Some members of the police force... Notice how I didn't say all the police this man, This man See. killed someone famous and he
0: was able to go a 20-hour Yeah.
1: Can you imagine what happens to people Ugh. who kill anonymous poor people? Ugh. Can you imagine? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah.
0: But that's when, like, near the border, he is stopped by the police because he was a genius. And he had stolen a car. And people were looking for the car, right? Because that really matters and uh, like no one even like knew about his connection with the murders it just stopped him because of the car and that's when he gets in an altercation with the officers shoots at them
1: and of takes course. the fuck off of hoping to make it to the border just woo, sticks off that is a perfect plan, perfect crime and it's perfect definitely going to work out mm-hmm. for bulletproof. you
0: bulletproof yeah and, and- that border, it's not like US-Mexico in terms of being like super hard to cross. But there's still some kind of border control when it comes to who comes and goes, right? Like even though it's called like the Friendship Bridge and it's all cute and funny. and But, you know, you can't just cross like that. So, obviously, mm-hmm. Border Patrol wouldn't let him cross. And he shot at them. Can you imagine <laughs> if this was smart. the United States? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I I can uh-huh. actually. And <laughs> it would not go well.
0: Uh-huh. One officer had a shotgun loaded with non-lethal weapons. Uh he tried to subdue Cadu, but Kadu, but he got uh, shot in the arm, that officer. No. Yeah.
1: Brazilian police being useless as always. Carol said it. Brazilian police, <laughs> I did not I had no part in that conversation. Um Cadu manages to cross the border into Paraguay and um i guess they're better getting their (laughs) shit done than brazil is because he is finally stopped by the maritime police of paraguay they hand him back over to patria madre idolatada salve salve brazil (laughs) that's part of the national anthem (laughs) where he is like all right you know what i'm done this was fun I'm done playing with y'all. Thank you so much. I give up. And then he confesses to the crimes he had committed. He was charged with the Villas-Boas murders and also the attempted murder of the officers. Now, was he high on ayahuasca? Probably not. Was he high on weed? Oh, heck yes. (laughs) But again, he was also mentally ill and ayahuasca probably made his condition worse. Mm -hmm. He was diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic and was deemed legally insane, therefore not, not able to answer for his crimes, and so he was committed to a mental st- institution in Par- Paraná. Paraná. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, he kind of thrives while he's in there and shows significant improvement on his condition. So in 2013, he's sent back home with the condition that he keeps up with his treatment, which kind of doesn't happen. In 2014, he started to act up again, this time around, it's just armed armed robbery, like no biggie. Just just armed robbery, and the murder of two no people. Nonetheless, yeah, no big. Like walk in the park. Nonetheless, he was sentenced to sixty one years in prison. He doesn't stay there for very long, though. No spoilers. But in a matter of months, another inmate kills him in April of twenty sixteen. But that had nothing to do with any of his murders. It was just, you know. Present beef. <laughs> this is one of the stories that, when it starts, you have no idea where
0: it's gonna go, right? And yes. I love those. But yeah, there's a lot of talk when he comes. This crime about how uh, sick he actually was. Like, was he actually schizophrenic? A lot of people say that no, but let's just assume that he is. I think it's 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 a very very fair <laughs> assumption that he was. Uh, because of family history and the effects that ayahuasca can have, that we know that it has on uh, some people, and which I mean, it's it's a very small percentage. It's not like ayahuasca is something that is dangerous. Like a lot of people take it, k- like kids take ayahuasca. You know what I mean? And yeah, it, it's very fair to say that Kadu Kadu had his issues. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. yeah, and it's, it's also very known important to Sorry, no. no go on. Sorry, I I just want I just don't want to, any listeners to think that we're you know trying to come across as ableist or anything like that. No. We're very very aware of mental illness mm-hmm. and of the effects that mental illness can have on people. It's just an unfortunate mix mm-hmm. uh, of untreated schizophrenia and ayahuasca. Yeah. So
0: and something that's kind of sad about this too is that if he was treated and he still had gone to this place and took uh, ayahuasca. That would still have been serious consequences. Like, because it interacts badly with a lot of medication. And so it's just something that, like, let's not, you know? And yeah. yeah. Uh, Another, I mean, what's said also about this kid? He knew that he um, had schizophrenia, right? He knew about it. And it's also known that he probably thought he was saner than he actually was. And maybe what he thought that was like religious revelations he separated that from the hallucinations he knew he had yeah and yeah. as someone who has had hallucinations before not schizophrenic but that it, it feels super real like you don't know what's happening and it's scary you know and having something probably happen on a trip or something like i don't know honestly i honestly don't know who would able who would be able to like differentiate what's real and what's not in that situation
1: yeah and yeah. like i i've never uh, my mental illnesses have never caused me to hallucinate but i've definitely rationalized things that were mm-hmm. caused by my mental illness before mm-hmm. i was like i oh, know this is totally normal and then i was like oh i was going through a manic episode <laughs> yeah. and something is beeping downstairs it is not my smoke alarm, okay? I don't know what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> and also in Kadu's case, his
0: family wasn't super aware of his issues. Like, they knew that he was going through kind of a hard time, and he had, like, a drug problem. But, like, as mm. far as they know, he was doing fine. He kind of, like, muffled his mental illness. Yeah. Which is, I mean, yeah. you're coming from a, a higher middle class Family, you know, upper yeah. middle, middle yeah. class family. Like this
1: guy, I mean,
0: I don't know. I don't know.
1: But there's a there's still a lot of like. Mental health stigma in our society, not just here in the US, but in Latin America. Like, so many people think going to therapy is something that you know, crazy people do. Like, Mm -hmm. I tried taking my nephew who lives in Brazil to therapy because I honestly think it would help. He's a teenager, he hasn't seen his mom in over 10 years, so it would definitely benefit him. And as soon as I left the country, they were like, Oh, you don't need to go to therapy anymore that's stupid your aunt's crazy don't listen to her so (laughs) yeah (laughs) that sucks
0: that sucks yeah so yeah i mean i hope i would hope on this case like maybe glauco's murder wouldn't be able to like not happen maybe that's something that you know you couldn't prevent but the other two murders were super preventable If he was still being treated. Like, I understand that, like, you can't make a special case for someone just because they killed a famous person. We need to keep him in an institution for his life. Like, I totally understand that. Because Brazil's justice system is a little different than the United States. And, you know, we came to learn that uh, researching, like, this podcast. But I think, like, how did they not get this guy on tabs? Yeah, yeah. But it does he passed like psychological evaluation stuff with like fine colors like the guy was fine, yeah.
1: Way. unfortunately, it's exactly what I was gonna say. Unfortunately, a lot of people that have very, very grave mental illness issues are able to mask it really mm-hmm. fucking well. Mm-hmm. And you add that to a system that doesn't really care about rehabilitating them really, mm-hmm. you know. Kill two birds in one stone. With one stone.
0: Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And another thing that people talk a lot about on this case is about how premeditated the crime was. Like, not fracturing in mental illness or anything, but, like, he went out and bought a gun. And, (laughs) yeah, according to the police, that means the murders were 100% premeditated. He walked into that home knowing he was going to kill Uh yeah Yeah, a lot of the legal arguments were based on that when he was you know trying to be convicted for this but because of mental illness he wasn't but anyways i don't think that makes a ton of sense honestly i disagree with the police because i mean he wanted to take glauco somewhere else to tell his mom that his brother was jesus right yeah how how does how does it work when glauco is dead
1: I don't know. I feel like (laughs) he might have had too many thoughts running through his head. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The consensus is that he was, that he knew what he was doing, that he was killing Glauco when he got the guns. Not like he was like, I don't know what this is, pal. Oh my God, the guy's dead. You know, he knew what he was doing. So I think that maybe, 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 maybe he went there, not intending, but things got out of his control.
1: Hated, yeah, Yeah.
0: things are controlling kill, and it's
1: sad because not only you know, four people lost their lives, but one of the biggest names in cartoon Mm -hmm. history in Brazil died essentially for no reason,
0: yeah.
1: Like, not that you have to have like a reason to murder someone, but like, this really was not Mm -hmm. a reason. Mm. Like out of all the reasons, this is like not one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And I don't know, like the whole cartoon thing. Us Brazilians, we love soccer, novellas, etc. But we're also really into cartoons. You know about that? Americans listening or anyone else, we are super into it, right? I was yeah. thinking about that. Really
1: into cartoons. Like, um,
0: super into cartoons.
1: Yeah, comic strips. Like, really comic really strips. Into that. Are, yeah, like.
0: I think here in the U.S. is more of a like geeky thing that some kids like, right? Like all all Brazilian now kids are I'm reading that I'm thinking comics.
1: about it, uh, you know how he used to do a lot of commercials for Global. Mm-hmm. Glauco. I feel like when he died, I I might be just totally bringing this out <laughs> of my oh ass. My God, I, totally I feel like when he died, those. I saw something and I didn't get it then and i get it now because his uh his little oh my god, i forgot about the glow yeah stuff. his little it oh my god i'm having like all tons of fun yeah it, they were like little like 10 second segments and it would be <gasps> during commercial breaks of like movies and stuff so i feel like i stopped seeing them and like the last one i mm-hmm. saw was like an angel i swear to god i'm not making this up i'm going to look it up later mm-hmm. um anyway yeah
0: yeah those come in yeah, yeah, yo. So, I so that's good if you want to look, um, see some Brazilian comics, research cloud definitely recommend G-L-A-U-C. it. G-L-A-U-C mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, it's nice. Layage is also really good. Yeah, uh, if you're a kid, de Souls is really oh, good. Is really good. Well, that's harder to type,
1: um, yeah. Let us know what you thought about this episode. It was actually meant to come out last week, but you know, <laughs> shit happens. Um, and we, we'll be here periodically. You, you, this is not the last mm-hmm. you'll hear from us, even though we are super busy. Yeah, you're not gonna get rid of us, really yeah. Easy, you know, we're super busy, but you can't get rid of us ever. Well, unless one of yeah. us dies. But even then, I'm I'm gonna summon Carol with the Ouija board if I I die. And she better do the same for me. So, and now my nephews are screaming right outside <laughs> no, the door. Just
0: gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna like pretend we're the other one and talk into exactly. different voices. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you already kind of did that on an episode of a different podcast. So yes. But, yeah, I cut it out though. It's coming out soon. If you're the outtakes again. are coming um, out soon. <laughs> the outtakes, yeah so so that was good
1: that was, that was great interesting. thank you carol yeah. for that um you're welcome if you enjoyed this please make sure to share uh with your friends give us a five-star review on apple podcast send us- we got a new we got a new review did you see it no i didn't but i'm gonna i'm gonna plug more things while you p- you pull that up Send us money okay. through Venmo. Venmo is Susperia Podcast <laughs> Bias Food 2020. Um
0: That's funny because we don't have
1: Patreon slash Susperia Podcast needs money because we're unemployed 2020. Um <laughs> yeah. And Carol Losser, a, <laughs> Carol lost her job 2020. Leave us a review. <laughs> I quit my job 2020. Leave us a review. Um, send us a message. Uh, you can always yeah. send us messages with uh, whatever you want to say, but like if you have a case suggestion and Arthur stop mm-hmm. Arthur, uh-huh. get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Um Yeah. I forgot what I was saying. Yeah. I got distracted.
0: I mean, I was going to say that uh, Viper left us a good review.
1: Thank you, Viper. Nice review, Viper.
0: Thank you. You the best. Yeah. And also, there was uh, we got a nice comment on our Instagram, but I don't think that we... Did we answer to it? I don't know. If we forgot to answer, I'm so sorry. Yeah, Shelby. Shelby found out about the podcast and she left us a really cute comment. We Thank answered to you, it. Shelby. Yeah, Thank for- you so much. <laughs> I forgot if we did or not. Yeah, um, Shelby is American. She says uh, she's American, but I'm Brazilian.
1: So yeah, thank that's you, nice. Shelby. Really, thank you, Shelby. Um, we hope to still entertain you uh, in the future. <laughs> chess, I, I try to like get her to meow, but she doesn't. She only meows. Listen, my stop copying other podcast ideas.
0: I'm not copying anyone. My 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 chess is a is a cat of her own. Dude, today Matt saw a, a cat that looked just like Chess but fat.
1: And fat so chess.
0: I like, yeah, fat chess. Let me show you a picture because, like, chess is a very common cat, you know? Like, every cat looks like her. But this was a fucking ch- fat chess. Let me show you. And you guys are never going to get to see this picture, listeners. I'm sorry. But I'm showing it to Stephanie.
1: Yes, fat chess is cute. Okay, let's end this. Yes. Yeah, so let's end chess. this, girl. <laughs>
0: All right. Goodbye, guys.
1: Ciao. I hope you guys have a good end
0: of the world. Later, haters. Ciao. Ciao.